It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is Locked On Jazz for the 27th of December. I'm back. The defense has been exceptional. Two big wins over Portland. A look back at the five-game streak. Schedule hell is over. Sixers are in town. And the projection systems look like everything is right in the basketball universe. We'll talk about it all coming up on Locked on Jazz. Pow! How are you? I'm David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA Insider. This is Locked on Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz, giving you insight, expertise, geeky little numbers, and hopefully a lot of fun as a jazz fan. Uh, we bring this program to you daily. It's usually about 25 to 35 minutes and tries to give you all the insight that you need on the team. I took a few days. Thank you very much. I needed it badly, frankly. Uh, I was pretty burnt. Uh, that was quite a stretch. A lot going on. Really, really tired um, and feel better. So glad to be back with you. Uh, today's show is brought to you by the store, Mizuma, and by Homie. Uh, we got a bunch of things to talk about, but let's just kind of touch base on where the Jazz are right now. Uh, the defense, kind of if you go back to the stretch of the season where uh, we weren't consistently good every single night, the one thing I kept talking about was that there are these nights of defensive excellence, meaning it's still there. There were these strange nights in which the defense didn't show. And we got run by by Toronto, got run by by Sacramento, and then I think everything changed going to Los Angeles, which is still the best defensive performance of the season by the Jazz on on November 23rd. And in that game, more than anything else, what the Jazz did is they started to uh, stop teams in transition, which they had not been doing uh, before. And then since then, since November 23rd, once they got people into the half court, then the Jazz were able to kind of refine what they were doing uh, in half-court defense and have changed up a good deal of how they're playing. Since that day, the Jazz last 17 games, the Jazz defensive rating is a 99. Indiana is better at a 98.8 and Boston and and Oklahoma City is at a 99.9. So the Jazz have the second best defense in the NBA uh, over the last 17 games, which then gets us to have the fourth best differential in the NBA in those four games. This is all while the offense is not special, right? During this stretch, the offense is a little below average. Uh, Interestingly, by the way, in the last 17 games, the number one offense in the NBA is the San Antonio Spurs, who in theory are not playing money ball, which gets really interesting. So in this stretch, the Jazz are the 20th ranked offensive team, the number two defensive team, and the fourth best differential team in the NBA. That that's, exactly who anyone had the highest hopes for us. That's what it would we were. Probably better than 20th offensively, but also probably hard to really push beyond that because I'm not sure how, what we base that on. Uh, but the defense is back where it's been. And it then in the last seven games has been uh, electrifyingly great. Uh, starting with Miami, the Jazz defense is, was rating, uh, again, the league average is about 106, 
unfortunately, there's about th- four different systems right now in numbers. So the one I'm using, the league average is right at about 107, 108. There's actually a big gap between New Orleans at 108 and then uh, the Wizards at 107 and then everybody else is at 106.6. There's a big gap right in there. So if you take the... Um, the median team, you kind of end up right on the edge of that gap at 107. Uh, so over the last games, if the league average is 107, the Jazz, and anything under 100 is incredible. The Jazz have been 85, 97, 95, 98, 94, 99, and 95. Really electrifyingly great uh, defensively. And what gets... Maybe even more interesting is when you then suddenly put in who they've done this against in those seven games. You do that against the Warriors, who have um, an offensive rating of 112, the Rockets 109.6, the Blazers twice, which is 108.1. And you actually, interestingly enough, have played over that stretch because of Miami, Orlando, and Thunder, the exact average team at 107. And the defensive rating is a 94.7. 12.3 points better than league average over the last seven games. So a lot of things they've done. One of the things they've done is Rudy Gobert is coming off of the pick and roll and against certain players playing up higher and impacting the ball at a higher point instead of just purely dropping to the rim. And what the Jazz are thus asking Rudy Gobert to do is to largely change the way he plays defense. Largely change the way he plays defense from the defense that won him rookie or defensive player of the year. That's that's a pretty big task and a pretty big ask for uh for someone to ask of a guy. And and the greatest thing about Rudy is his willingness to do it. Um I mean, that is to go to the defensive player of the year and say, I know you played back all last year and you protected the rim and that's where you get all your highlights and that's how you end up on Center, and that's where you get all your recognition. But we're going to ask you to come out a little bit further, play at the three-point line. You're going to have a hard time always getting back for rebounds. And then to have him do it with the level of, of vigor that he's doing it and commitment is what makes Rudy so incredible. Uh, and, and really, so such you know the defense, the, one the great def, greatest defensive player in the world. Uh, watching us recently is a reminder to kind of what we talked about all of last year, and that was this concept of well, how is it possible this team wins? And the answer is um, that you have the best defensive player in the world. Um. And by being the best defensive player in the world, I would still hold to my comment that I have made numerous times that that puts him in the top 10 players in the NBA. And when you when you start to look around and look at who we are and try to figure it out, you know, we don't have the Anthony Davis, and we don't have the Damian Lillard, and we don't have the, I mean, it's clear Donovan still is an actual human who is going to go through the natural progression of what it takes to become a great NBA player and not actually bypass every single step um, in the process, as I think we had hoped. And he actually was trending after the first year. We're now discovering, okay, so he's actually a human being, and he's going to go through the same steps as everyone. 
how is it possible we win? The way it's possible is that we have an elite level coach, a brilliantly put together team that allows us to have an elite, elite defense. The addition of Kyle Korver has been exceptional uh, to this team, and there are definitely things that have stretched for this team. I will still hold, by the way, uh, and I will actually hit on this later in the show, eh, it wasn't nearly as catastrophic as everyone was acting uh, the whole time. I wasn't, so... um, And... We all, you know, wins and losses and what you saw most recently uh, does impact you. But I think this is the team, uh, the exact team that we thought they were. And the projection systems show that, as we'll get to later in the show as well. And the key to the whole thing is that we have one of the 10 best players in the world in Rudy Gobert and how he impacts games. And the amazing thing is he's now impacting games in a different capacity than he did a year ago. Uh, Today's show is brought to you by The Store, 6200 South and 20th East. Um, Oh, we had so much fun. Jan is, uh, so uh, Jeff owns The Store. His son, Scott, runs it. Jan is the wife of Jeff, uh, who owns The Store and family business. And Jan is a huge, huge, huge Ron Boone fan. So um, Jeff gave me... um, a card to have Ron Boone sign and give Jan. And Jan came over to our broadcast booth last the other night. We had to set up and she sees Ron. And like when you're enamored with someone and she clearly, I mean, she loves Ron. When you're enamored with someone, you, you can go one of two ways. One is you're too nervous to talk or two, the rest of the world does not exist around you at all. And that was where we were. So she is zeroed in on Ron and she's talking to her hero and he's beautiful and she's just like oh my gosh and they're talking and Ron's eating it up and he's great and then Ron pulls out I I got your Christmas card and she's like oh she gives him a big hug and she's like oh my gosh and she realizes like obviously she's been played a little bit but it was great. It was so fun. Um, so great little great little fun there with the holidays. Uh, for all your New Year's Eve things, make sure you go grab them. They've got a great salsa and guacamole selection for you. The chips, the homemade tortilla chips that are uh, the store got made for them are just terrific. Uh, so make sure you go grab uh, those when you're there and all your other needs from the great June pies. We just had a, we had the chocolate peppermint. We had this cranberry key lime. Uh, we also had the store's regular apple crumble. Uh, just they, we our house was loaded with store stuff this week. Six two hundred South Twentieth East. Today's show is also brought to you by Mazuma Mazuma USA, where you have a chance to have a bookkeeper and a CPA for your small business for seventy five dollars a month. You call them up. They have an orientation call. They assign a bookkeeper and a CPA to you. They're assigned to you. Don't get a different one every month. The same person every single time. And each month you get a report. Each quarter, a tax planning call. End of the year, it's all there for you. There's no contract. Cancel any times. No hidden fees. If you're a small business owner, one to five employees, and you're not using Mazuma, you're losing money and clarity. We all hate doing books. You hate trying to find 12 months of information, so get it taken care of beforehand and have someone do it for you. Call Mazuma USA at 801-980-2102. That's 801-980-2102. Or go to MazumaUSA.com. Use the promo code LOCKED. Uh, Let's touch on a few things here on what we've seen from the Jazz recently. So this has been an incredible five-game stretch to test yourself. Rockets. Warriors, Blazers, Thunder, Blazers. Top four teams 
in the Western Conference a year ago in the standings, and the Jazz go 3-2 and two on the stretch. They lose by five to the Rockets when Harden drops 47. They lose to the Thunder on the with zero days rest with the Thunder with two, though at home, but Paul George goes 40-plus. They blow the Blazers out by a combined 51, and they beat the Warriors. I think what you just saw was that in its own way, this team right now is on par, and in the case of the Blazers, far better than the best teams in the Western Conference. That over the last five games, that this was the final test. Let's that boom, and you know some things we just haven't had: home game on the backside of a home game against the Blazers, home game with more than a day off in between. Second time all year we've had that. Only the fifth game we've played all year in which we didn't travel. Still haven't played any. Still haven't played below five hundred teams. We play the Knicks here on Saturday. It'll be the first time that we've played a bad team. Oh, the second time we've played one of the bad teams in the NBA. Um, first time we've played one of the terrible teams in the NBA. So there's still a lot of digging out and advantageous things that are heading our direction as we hit the halfway point on the 7th in, in Milwaukee. Um, but you, you're beginning to see the scheduling hell is over. Um, and it was Hell. Basketball version of it. Um, I know everybody, you know, there's a bunch of jerks out there. Oh, it's just an excuse. I don't want excuses. Okay, you want us to go 82 and 0. Um, you can stick it where the sun doesn't shine. I lived it. I went through it. I've never been that tired. Uh, and when the team's performance is as wildly inconsistent as it was, it leads me to believe that it has little to do with the team and lots to do with outside circumstances when they're collectively being impacted that way. Uh, now, the last three games, we've seen the Jazz offense click in. That's not going to be a regular thing. I mean, I think if you're if you're honest, if we talk about under 100, now great the defense is. If we kind of go back and just look at who we are, and you can go, let's go to Brooklyn from the day in which we acquired Corver. We, our sequence of games since the 30th of November when Corver plays um, his first game for us is that same kind of offensive inconsistency. And really what it is is just variance. We're, we're a team that with Corver and Ingles, we are fortunate enough that we have actually a bunch of guys that generally uh, are able to, those two guys can put it in the hole. And so your variance is now l- less than it was when you had AB and everybody else. I was sitting in a in a gym with one of our you know staff members and we were talking about it and I was like, you know, you just flip the coin enough times, like you're going to get nights like we, we've been having. Like that's just part of the deal. Um, but And that's eliminated a little bit um, by the fact that you have another good shooter in Corver. But Corver's also going to have, since Corver has days where he goes five for seven, he's going to have days where he goes one for seven also. And if you look at where we are since Corver started playing with us on November 30th, overall ranking-wise... Uh, this is similar to what we talked about earlier. We're now in the middle of the pack. So uh, f- we rank, I think, 14th offensively uh, in that time period. Defensively, we rank the Clippers are actually the worst defense in that stretch. We'll rank number two. And differential, we rank number four behind Boston, San Antonio, Indiana, Utah. And then a big dr- drop to the Thunder. So in the last 13 games, fourth best differential team in the league. Middle of the pack offense, defenses 
there. Um, and, you know, we're, we are what we are. We still turn the ball over a lot. I don't really care. I've never cared about turnovers. Uh, in that time period, with the middle-of-the-range offense and the great defense, we are the, turn it over the sixth most of any team in the league. Um, not as much as the Hawks at 18%, not as much as the Chicago at 16%, and frankly, our, you know, we turned over 15.5%. And Okay, so we turn it over. But that's how we also get our looks. Um, but with that said, kind of where I started and what is fair to expect, so let's go back to that Charlotte game. So we have four straight games where we we're over 100 offensive rating. One of them was right at 100. Then we had a, a dud in San Antonio. Then we have two good games. Then we have three duds. Then we have three good games. Like, that's kind of who we are. Even with this improvement, uh, in our last 10 games, we've had five good offensive games, four bad offensive games. We have lost three of the four bad de- offensive games, and we've won. You know, And that's probably the reality. Is we're one of the few teams that can have a sub-100 offensive game and actually still win. And we, do, we did that against the Warriors because uh, our defense was just that great. Um, and we generally should not lose games when our offense is up over 100. We did because it was 102 against the Thunder, and somehow we lost a game which our offensive rating was better than their defensive rating, which is almost impossible to do. I just don't know how that actually happens. Um, it just did. And defies numbers, I know. That loss kind of defied things too. Should have won that game. Uh, but it happens. Uh, anyway, so I think you're seeing kind of who this team is. It's, it's where we're supposed to be, and the scheduling hell is behind us. And now we get to do what everybody else has done, which is largely inflate our numbers by playing crappy teams. I think that's, you know, that's coming up. Uh, the 76ers are on the docket today. This team is really good. Uh, they're 22-13. and 13. They're the 13th-ranked offense, 12th-ranked defense, but they've swapped a little bit of who they are. Since the Jimmy Butler trade, they're now an elite offensive team, fourth-best offense in the NBA, 17th-best defense. Uh, and Bede, 27 points, 11 rebounds, 4 assists. Going to be an incredible matchup in the middle. 8.30 start, by the way. Uh, they do not allow a lot of threes. They're the fourth best team in the league at denying you from taking threes. We're the second best at that. Uh, what's been incredible is Quinn Snyder's offensive system being able to get shots against teams that generally don't allow shots uh, in the areas that we're talking about. That has been um, – that to me – you know, the thing, and maybe this is because I'm just such a numbers guy, but the things that I look at that excite me the most, and it's why I wasn't freaking out earlier, is like our defensive money ball is the best in the NBA. So we force teams to take the most non-restricted area twos of any team in the league. We're number one in the league at forcing non-restricted area twos. That, that's, you have a, we have a great defense, so that, that'll start you. You, you do that, um, you know, if you do that other stuff as well, then you really become dominant. That, that's how you become a dominant team. Offensively, uh, we're pretty darn good at where we get our shots and what we do as well. Um, the We're not as good, um, partially because we don't have a great shooting team. And frankly, um, our primary shooting guy right now, I would rather have take a long two than a long three. Um, but offensively, we take the fourth most amount of smart shots offensively we take the number one most amount of smart or defensively we play the number one smart game in the league those things are really important 
We allow the fifth fewest restricted area shots. We allow the fifth fewest threes. And you combine that together, 61% of our opponent's shots are threes or restricted. The league average is 69. So 49% of our, 39% of our opponent's shots, 39% are mid-range inefficient shots. We allow... Oh, teams make teams take the third most amount of mid-range shots, and then I don't know exactly what our area, um, non-restricted area is, but it's it's a big deal. And those little things will win you games. We take the most amount of our threes as corner threes and the second most amount of corner threes overall. That will win you games. Um, it matters. We have about a one-point advantage every night going into the game against an average team based on where we take our shots. Um, go back to our Philadelphia uh, road trip. Uh, our last road trip back east in a second. And then look at the projection systems uh, of where we are. On the Sixers end tonight, but that's... Um, they like to get out and run. They get out and run the seventh most of any team in the league. We have been really good at keeping people in transition. And then you get Ben Simmons, who can't shoot. Uh, so that should be interesting uh, to see that uh, play out. Today's show brought to you by Murda, uh, by Homie, not by Murdoch, uh, by Homie, uh, revolutionizing the real estate world. We've done real estate the same way for a long time, commission structure, and the prices of houses keep going up and up and up and up and up. So the guys behind Homie have decided, wait a sec, there's a better way to do this let's let's see if we can change the system out there we'll still give everybody the same amount of support we'll still have people uh we'll still get you listed the same way we'll still give you all the opportunities in fact homie has data that shows that their houses are actually selling faster and you're doing it while saving a huge amount of money and that's the coolest part about how they've revolutionized the system and kind of blown up real estate is they've done it in a manner that helps you the customer out and gives them an opportunity to have uh an absolutely different experience because you're not paying the commission structure i mean they sold a house for a million dollars and sold save someone like sixty thousand dollars or something it was just it's crazy here's how it works with homie for homie you get your listing for $199 to list and at $12.99 at close, set fee. So on average, homie customers are saving over $10,000. It's a million dollar house, you're saving $60,000. It's pretty incredible. Get $100 off your listing, call 801 899 0072. That's 801 899 0072. 801 899 0072. When Jack and the group uh, put this together, Johnny Hanna, uh, put this together they did absolutely um the point of when johnny was co-founder ceo uh was to he'd been working over at entrada as a byu student and built that whole uh, really cool apartment-based programming and he wanted to just change the way this works his personal mission is saving life-changing amounts of money for people who are selling and buying homes they've saved over 30 million dollars for people call 801 899-0072. That's 801-899-0072. Life is complicated, especially right now. You're spending more time inside, unable to go to restaurants, and that means you're cooking dinner. But if you're like me, I hate cooking. 
multiple trips to the grocery store, hours of monotonous meal prep just so you can scarf down your food in minutes. So when it's dinner time, I grab my phone, open up an app, and order something. But after convenience fees, delivery fees, and who knows whatever other fees, it ends up being close to $100 for two people. But then I met Freshly. Just put up your feet and relax while Freshly chefs and nutritionists do all the hard work. All you do is heat for three minutes and dinner's done. Imagine a better for you golden oven fried chicken, steak peppercorn with sauteed carrots and French green beans, and my personal favorite, buffalo chicken with loaded mashed cauliflower. It's got fewer carbs. That's just a few of the 30-plus health-conscious options to choose from. Freshly understands that food needs to be delicious, healthy, and simple, because let's be honest here, if it's not easy, I'm not going to do it, and if it doesn't taste good, I don't want to eat it. Freshly is offering our listeners $40 off, $40 off for their first two orders at Freshly.com slash LockedOnNBA. That's Freshly.com slash LockedOnNBA. Remember that East Coast trip where everyone kind of freaked out? We played at Memphis, at Dallas, at Philly, at Boston, at Indiana. Like bloodbath trip. Went two and three. Played Philly pretty darn well that night. This is some of the reasons why, particularly, I look back on where we are. um, And really just, you know what? Like, sure, we're playing better. But we beat Memphis at home. I know we lost by Dallas by 50. I don't care. We lost by Philly in a close, close game. We beat Boston by 12, and we ran out of gas when we got to Indiana. And we've added Kyle over AB in that time, and Kyle adds an element that AB just never could have imagined. Um, so Kyle's made things better, which also helps everything out. But like for all the worry, you know, you can we weren't quite right then. Memphis is 10 and six at home. Dallas is 14 and 3. Philadelphia is 16 and 3. Boston's 11 and 5. And Indiana is 12 and 5. Like, you weren't coming out of there with a lot of wins. You weren't coming out with more than two wins on that trip anyway. I mean, you lost by 50. So you can, everyone kind of tripped out about it. <clears throat> Seems kind of irrelevant to me. Here's where the projection systems have us right now. Uh,. Western Conference playoffs, they project Denver 1, Golden State 2 at 53 wins each. Thunder at 51 third. This is ESPN. Jazz 4th at 48. Lakers 46. Rockets 46. Clippers 45. Spurs 44. Portland Pels, Memphis Kings, Wolves, Dallas all out. 538. Warriors, they have still offseason projections having a big deal. 58. Thunder. 54 at 2. Nuggets, 52 at 3. Rockets, 49 at 4. Jazz, 48 at 5. Both have Jazz at 48. Lakers, 44 at 6. Blazers, 44-7. Clippers, 43 tied with 8th with the Pelicans. Grizzlies, Timberwolves, Spurs, Kings, Mavericks. Kind of where we always thought we were going to be. Like for all the worry and concern, and Vegas had a 48.5. Both these systems have us at 48. We'll see if we can get better than that. So the Rockets are the one to keep an eye on, on one of those systems for where the standings are. See if you can get home court. The Lakers are the other. Lakers and Rockets. LeBron's injury has an impact. 
Don't know whether the Thunder and Nuggets are about to drop down far enough. And nobody has the Warrior only running away like they once we all thought they would. I'm not sure, frankly, 30 games into the season, 35, almost 40, if, if we actually aren't exactly where we thought we were going to be. Isn't that funny? For all this and that, it almost feels like we're exactly where we thought we were going to be. And the Jazz schedule, obviously, a lot easier, so they work their way up. <clears throat> By the time it all equals out, it all equals out. Spurs are the wild one to watch right now. They're 8-2 over their last 10. They have the number one offense in the league, and they're really rolling. That is Locked on Jazz. Have a great one. Locked on NBA with Kevin Pelton is up there if you didn't grab it already. A lot of fun to listen to. Have a good day. We'll talk to you soon. Rejecting the screen has been retweeted by Kobe, Dame Lillard, and Vince Carter. So it's fair to say you should give it a shot. I'm Noah Kozlov. And I'm Adam Stanko. Rejecting the screen hits your feed every Tuesday and Thursday. On Tuesday, we talk hoops and a little bit of life. On Thursday, we go ISO with a guest. Stories from anyone and everyone who has touched the NBA with tales we promise you've never heard before. Find Rejecting the Screen right now wherever you get podcasts and hit that subscribe button.